Hey there, kids. Are you ready for another reading podcast? Yeah, I'm sure you are. Let me tell you something. You gotta be careful out there. You ever heard of a skinwalker? They're real. I've seen them out in the woods. They used to keep to themselves, but something's got them riled up. They're getting brave. Seen one at the grocery store the other day. All I'm saying is, watch yourselves. You never know who might be out there and what they might be. Welcome, everybody, to the Read and Entertainment Podcast. My name is Connor the Cyberpunk Monk, and I am your permanent forever host. Don't know who Nathan is. Yeah, he, he used to be around here. He's no longer around here. Stop paying the bills. So they gave it to me. They dropped the ladder down, and I am out of the basement. Hooray! Joining me this week on the Read and Entertainment Podcast, I don't have the ability to change the name of it yet, is Aroa. I'm, I'm here. Happy, happy spooky weekend. So this is episode 374 for October 30th, 2022. It is indeed the week of the spook. Are you guys doing Halloween like a day early or anything? I, I think that's what they're doing in my neighborhood today. I don't know because I hate kids. Yeah, I didn't buy any, like, the last two years, you know, probably because of the pandemic, we didn't really get many, like, we got maybe two or three trick. so I, I'm, I'm not going to buy candy this year. Not worth yeah. it. No. Sorry, kids. We could do this when it's safe. It's not safe. But we do certainly have the spooky mood. I've been watching a whole bunch of horror movies and stuff. But speaking of things we've been doing, do you want to tell the audience where we could find you and what games you've been playing? You can go to the Aroa.website with all of your Aroa.website needs. That's right. Aroa.website has all of our relevant social media links. One of those I want to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, a Pathfinder 1st Edition Rise of the Rune Lords for actual play podcast. I work hard on it. You should check it out. It's way better than this one, honestly. Uh, thank you. We certainly do get the viewers to prove that, but it's it's kind of a different market. It's hard to compare the two. Yeah. Anyways, um, have you been playing any video games? Do you want to talk about perhaps an anime or a league that you've played this week? Um, I... I, I haven't played any any leagues, uh, nor have I done much anime besides the typical anime um, mobile games. Uh, did uh, did get into uh, World of Warcraft a little again because the uh, pre patch officially dropped, and so uh, there's a brand new UI now. Uh, a lot of a lot of the problems with the old ui have been dealt with like how obnoxious it was to bind keys to buttons uh they, they've taken a lot of inspiration from third-party add-ons and just made that part of the vanilla experience which is really cool um i used to remember anytime a new update would come out all of your add-ons would be incompatible oh it yeah it's like learning how to play the game all over again yeah uh that is still definitely a thing uh if you have you have Lua errors turned on. Uh, your your screen is just filled with Lua errors all the time. Every time there's a patch, 
and that is there there's definitely no exception this time around what with the ui like i said being completely overhauled like it is it is such a massive improvement and i'm trying to stick with just the vanilla ui we'll see how long that lasts until i end up switching back to lvui but yeah what do you prefer to use like a thoughtbot or a hoxhot or something like that it's keep in mind i'm like a decade out of the game at this point i don't know what's popular with the kids no more well there's um there, there's a there's a one called lvui that i've used uh one that's less intrusive i think is bartender uh, and that one's been around for a while uh bartenders like tries to fit in with the standard blizzard ui a little more whereas lvui is sort of like a suite of complete ui changes where everything is more uh squared off there there are no like visual flourishes on anything uh it's all very utilitarian looking and I like that to some degree, and I like some of the the niceties that it comes with, like how all of your bags are combined into one big bag and stuff like that. But the new UI allows for searching, which oh, is cool. Yeah. Uh, cause the, old, the old bag UI was just like, here are your bags. If you want to find something, just fucking look for it, bitch. And yep. now you can search. And so that takes away a ton of the frustration. That's uh, something that game needed a decade ago. Although yeah. uh, bag organization, like I imagine bag slots have just gotten ridiculous back when like my soul pouch was the biggest bag size you could get. You'd have to like make a game of what you're bothering to carry. You know, what yard trash is going to get you some value? What's worth carrying? Yeah, it's... Is, is it still that bad or is it kind of like silly how much you could hold now, I imagine? Uh, if you either buy bags off of the auction house or have somebody make you some bags i think each bag the the largest one is somewhere around 30 slots mm -hmm. and you can you can hold six bags so like you, you can just have a lot of shit on you at any one time and most of it is garbage anyway i don't want to alarm you but uh the same could be said about world of warcraft hey oh oh whoa you you don't have to you don't have to tell me twice let me tell you, uh, you're still playing I... with your family, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I am like somewhat excited about the new expansion. I kind of want to see what they're doing with it. I do think that the game's been moving in a better direction uh, over the past couple of years, and I'm hoping that with the soft reboot that they're doing with this new expansion, that they're going to be able to keep moving in that direction without being weighed down by a bunch of decisions that they've made over the past like almost 10 years because uh, like every uh, every plot line for the last several expansions has all like been full of of these interwoven stories that they were trying to build up payoffs to but then couldn't come up with anything good so they were just like ah, we'll just push it off until the next expansion and uh supposedly this one is supposed to kind of reset all of that and no one really cares it's been five years and nothing's happened let's just move on against my better judgment how are they soft resetting well, like are we going back to warcraft 3 like thralling grom kind of no thrall, no it's just a matter of like well everything major's been taken care of and the world is at peace and then like at the beginning of the new expansion it's like five years later 
and then uh oh the dragons are back we why are the dragons back and it's just kind of its own self-contained thing it doesn't have anything to do with the old gods doesn't have anything to do with fucking anything that has been going on for the past several years because like picture it you're you're in the middle of orgrimmar you're in the middle of stormwinder they'll probably have some new continent that no one ever knew about or some stupid stuff like oh, that. oh there is yeah and a large portal flashes open and then tracer from the intellectual property overwatch walks out and says <laughs> don't worry the cavalry's here so now you can play as overwatch characters uh i think i stopped that's playing the direction the game. the game wants to go right uh blizzard is the last thing to enter the multiverse oh well maybe maybe you're right i think that's uh i think with, that's what heroes of the storm is uh, as soon as i said that i thought about that exact thing actually <laughs> uh i think i think it's a i think it's an all right time it's definitely like not the best mmo on the market but it's uh it's an mmo you got a all right to play it with yeah you got people to play it with like what else are you gonna do it's, it's like any other game the social parts are sometimes the best part of it or the only part <laughs> um yeah Any I, other games that you've been playing that are worth mentioning no i i think i've i've been pretty lax about actually picking anything up over the last week i've been been doing a lot of like side things and being distracted and like trying to get windows 95 running on my steam deck and yeah how's yeah. that going uh it runs at like half of the speed that it's supposed to because every pc emulator that is out there right now and mind you i don't mean like virtual machine i mean pc emulator uh all of them like have really shitty uh dynamic recompilation so like because you have to translate modern machine calls back to old <laughs> shit that like a pentium 2 can understand and sure. that's really inefficient so um but like, like you can you can pretty effectively emulate an original pentium uh running at like 233 megahertz uh but that's about as as high as you can go at least on the steam deck my full fly, my full size pc can do a little bit better than that but it still just can't quite hit pentium 2 speeds which is what i was i was craving but i've got a i've got a laptop here that actually does run windows 95 and i'm I'm simultaneously messing around with that and see if maybe I can get some uh, more effective stuff going on there. I I installed drivers on it that allow it to read flash drives, so that was a pretty Ooh. big deal. That's pretty good for Windows ninety five. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised that like it had a ten one hundred Ethernet compatibility, like just built in. I didn't know I that was that be old. Surprised if as far as like the code level of communicating on hardware that has changed all that much. Like the hardware itself that does the processing is probably like, you know, like the, the bandwidth that it supports surely dramatically increased and the, the speed with which it could write is probably increased, but the actual like translating, you know, uh, an IP stream into data, that's probably been about the same for the last 30 years or so. I would it, guess. Yeah. I, I was able to, it was amazing. I was able to find a website that did not use HTTPS so I could get to it 
on that laptop. And it had a bunch of old Windows 95 and like 3.1 software. So I found an FTP application and I was able to use that to transfer files over from my desktop. That's cool. It was really neat. So Could, I, I don't mean to drag this subject any longer. Why Windows 95 though? Uh, that was just what was on the laptop. Just what honestly. was available? Yeah. Gotcha. It, it come. It came with a Windows 95 and Microsoft Plus with USB support CD. Whoa. <laughs> no more so. PS2. Hold on. Yeah. Does it only run 1.1 though? Yeah, actually the, the USB speed is unbelievably slow and it is much faster to just do any file transfer over network. Joining us inside and of I, a undisclosed bunker somewhere in Canada, we have Nathan he's, Ruth. He's escaped. He's talking to us on some kind of Russian payphone. I, I, just, I just wanted to come and say hi. I just got back to my Airbnb from oh, hanging you, out with Parallax Abstraction. You're on your Steam Deck, aren't you? I am on my phone using my Google Pixel Buds. Oh. It is awful, I bet. It's not great. It's, it's not great, no. Yeah. Okay, well, have fun, guys. Bye. Okay, bye. Happy Halloween. Okay, he's gone. Was what there any other games that you... Yeah, what a jerk. Nobody likes that guy. It smells in here now. He should have, like, put a fan on before he walked out. <laughs> any other games that you've played that are worth mentioning? No, no. Let's, uh, we've already, already wasted so much time. That's okay. We'll have short stories today. Some yeah. of the games that I have been playing are, I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast already or not. I played Broken Computer, so I uh, i fixed my pooter, which is to say that the computer that I started building back in 2021, I finally had an excuse to finish now that I don't have to pay cocaine prices to get a GPU. So I got me a 37 and a Ryzen 7 and like 16 gigs of GDDR5 RAM, and I, I got the fans with the LEDs, which... Wasn't like something I was looking for, but now that I have them, they're kind of nice. I, I played around with them for a while. <laughs> Blinky light. <laughs> hey, pretty shine. <laughs> uh, the games that I've been playing are Vampire Survivors, which is a, a phenomenal game. We don't need to, to praise its laurels any more than we already have. I just got uh, Torona's Box and Omni maxed out, so I feel like I'm like right on the verge of the next phase of the game. Yeah. I almost faced it. When I bought this GPU, it came with a free copy of the Spider-Person game, the, the latest one that was a Sony exclusive for a while. Except they told me that uh, they, they ran out of copies and they wouldn't be able to honor that deal. So what I was like, oh, fuck? Uh, bupkis, whatever. And uh, our friend Reeton, who uh, was just here a second ago, was like, hey, you should write them an email and be like, what the heck, give me a game. Uh, so, so I did that, and as it turns out, the squeaky wheel gets the free video game. So I got a free copy of Marvel's Spider-Person Remastered for PC. And boy, is that game beautiful. Now that I have a computer that could do ray tracing, I have ray tracing on, like, on all my settings. Boy, does this game look pretty. I love swinging around. It's like Spider-Man 2 style back on the GameCube, where, like, you need to actually hook onto a building. This is also an old game. I don't need to praise this any more than it has been. Definitely recommend it. PC port is solid. It looks great on an ultra-wide monitor. Neat. I've also been going back to Cyberpunk, mostly as a bench tech, to be honest, like finding out what my computer could do. And this game looks pretty. You, th you thought you thought Spider Person was a good pretty game. Sp Cyberpunk, Spiderpunk, damn. I might go back and play Cyberpunk again. 
Uh, apparently, a whole bunch of stuff has been fixed. Like back when I played in like 1.1, 1. 1, uh, like I think doors don't crash the game now. Sometimes that's progress. Yeah, it, uh, it's kind of had a re revival in uh, the recent months, where uh, a lot a lot of people who originally shat on it are like, "Hey, it's it's pretty okay now." I. Now that it has modding, especially, I think I am very interested in going back. I have, I, I could see this game being much like a, a Bethesda title, where it's great on its own, but once you start modding it, it just has like unlimited capabilities and potential. Oh yeah, I could see that definitely. So I could, I, I could imagine sometime before the end of the year, me falling headfirst into this game. Uh, games that I do want to finish. I've also been playing Assassin's Creed Unity on Steam Deck, which. I could put this game down any time, I swear, but there's, <laughs> there's the sickness in me that I see objectives on a minimap, and then, like, I pout and I go do them in a bad mood, because if my map's not clear, then I still have stuff to do. I I, I was telling myself, I think this is going to be the first Assassin's Creed game that I don't 100% everything, but I have a sickness, Aroa. <laughs> I have a sickness, and I can't help myself. It's uh, I also try Ubisoft OCD. It really it is usually Ubisoft games where I'm just it, it, instead of actually having content, just climb a building and collect a, a shiny thing, and it works. I also tried to get Blacklist working on my Steam Deck for like I probably spent three hours trying to troubleshoot stuff. It wasn't working. I gave up on it. It's not a supported title yet, anyway. So maybe later. And that's that's it. Uh, I I painted some more hams. I finished a book, but I don't. We don't usually talk about that stuff on this podcast. Not like that's, reading. Not like not like reading. That's that's all I wanted to talk about. Do do we want to talk about news stories? I guess we can, if you want. All right. I know we talked about Windows ninety five. Have you ever thought about upgrading past Windows ninety five? Like maybe a an operating system that's just a little more relevant. Like Vista. Yeah, like like Vista, like Windows ME. Uh, yeah. Say, perchance, you were on, like, I don't know, like, I think Windows 7 is probably the, the longest I'd stretch it, and even then, I'm I'm kind of nervously saying that. If you are one of those users out there who is still on Windows 7, or even Windows 8.1, and you're a Google Chrome user, you better count your days. Your time is limited. We are reading this from an article that was posted on theregister.com. Even better, upgrading to Windows 10 is probably going to be your best call if you are still on one of these older operating systems. Uh, Chrome no longer supporting it might just be that that kick in the posterior you need to make the jump. And I'm not sure whether Google is doing this because of software limitations uh, or like they don't want to have to work around problems in Windows 7 and 8.1. Or if it's just a matter of, of Google kind of doing what Google likes to do and other large companies like to do, where they use their popularity to kind of force everyone else to do something if they want to keep using the software. And like For if sure. they, they... They set the president because they are the president. Right. Uh, kind of kind of how uh, Google did that exact thing with uh, HTTPS and how Apple did that thing with headphone jacks. So, uh, but yeah, I'm wondering if here they're they're like, there are still t way too many people using Windows 7 and 8.1. Why don't we just not let you use Chrome on 7 and 8.1 anymore? 
And at like, least not an updated version. You kind of know the risks going forward with it. Yeah. I, uh, I imagine that somebody will end up releasing some kind of a piece of software that can run in the background that like whenever you go to install Chrome, it tells Chrome, no, I'm running Windows 11 and it lets you install it anyway. Winkity blink. It, it is just, just an OS hash check. Yeah, people just refuse for some reason to upgrade their operating systems to even, like, the recent version that's not shit. Like, I, I get I not wanting to move to 11. It has problems. And there are features that are just actually missing that were in 10. But at the same time, like, you don't don't sit on 7. And who the fuck, who, who willingly stays on 8.1? I'd rather right. be on of 7. Of all the things, I would roll back, exactly, I'd roll back to 7 <laughs> than be on 8.1. Like, so I, I would be on Vista. Sorry. <laughs> uh, between 8 and Vista, oh, that, that is a tough question, you beg, sir. <laughs> Anyways, the article reads that the end of support for Chrome on Windows 7 and 8.1 is tentatively planned for February 7th, along with the release of Chrome version 1.10, bringing Google in line with the Microsoft plan's January 10 end of date uh, and end of shelf life date. For supporting the older versions going forward google said users really need to run a supported operating system which as we've just ranted for the last two minutes or so duh <laughs> if you are currently on windows 7 or windows 8.1 we encourage you to move to a supported windows version before that date to ensure you continue to receive the latest security updates and chrome features google said which makes sense the older that either an operating system or a piece of software gets it's just the the nature of the beast that they are going to become more and more exposed to different vulnerabilities you know the people discover things like uh i'm pulling this out my blood like heartbleed for example like every day you never know when it's going to come the only way that you could properly state offend not properly the only way you could be more safe in these instances is to be vigilant and make sure that you're staying up to date on your security policies yep it's really uh really all the end users can do besides like I don't know, using your own in-house browser that no one else is going to use, which uh, is not really an option for most people. And that's, I, I don't really want to read the rest of the article, but I do want to bring up something that they mention. They pull up some stats, and I'm wondering where they got these stats. But it says that around 70% of PCs are running Windows 10, which is great, but A, I assume that's uh, PCs that are running Windows, like not all PCs anywhere. 70% of a market, I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it, but that is pretty high. But that means that roughly 30% of these PCs aren't going to be supporting this application suite anymore. And I, I'm willing to bet that doesn't mean that 30% of them are going to be updating to something else. Well, like a, uh, it's it actually is looks like about 13% are running two old versions, because don't forget, 11 does exist. For sure, for sure. So, uh, and... I clicked on the link to go to the stats page that they got this stuff from, and it is only Windows versions. Um, and it's it's about seventy percent for Windows ten, thirteen and a half percent for eleven, and then between seven and eight point one, you've got roughly thirteen percent. Then if you have you have almost one percent running either eight or XP, which is uh, okay. All, all right and then. then and then if you zoom in, you could see a single pixel-wide line of people on previous. And that's you, Aroa. That's you. Oh, that's me! <laughs> One person. Internet Explorer 3 still works, goddammit. It's the only one I need. 
But it does offer the question of once this application, uh, like these applications, as in like the security updates for Chrome, I mean to say, once those are no longer being supported, not all of these people are going to be upgrading. No. Which just increases the overall attack surface of like the internet on the whole, which is a weird thing to think about, I guess. But ultimately, you want to minimize the amount of vulnerabilities at any given time, right? Right. And we saw the same sort of thing happen with Windows XP. It was to the degree that even Microsoft was like, okay, this particular security hole, the one with uh, SMB 1.0, they're like, okay, we haven't supported this OS in like three years, but look, we're putting out one more patch because holy shit. And part of that was just because people wouldn't fucking upgrade from Windows XP, so they had to, or at least felt obligated to. Right, the... the the less amount of support you get on something, the less inclined you may feel to stick around in that environment. Right. So from one tech professional to another, uh, keep your stuff updated. Uh, don't, don't stay too far behind. It just makes yourself vulnerable. Yeah. Speaking of people feeling vulnerable, did you hear that the Department of Homeland Security has been uh, confirming through emails that feds are monitoring tweets? Yeah. So this was... Um... This was a little creepy. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have heard stories from other people saying that, like, they'll post a sussy tweet that's, like, maybe vaguely threatening the life of a prominent politician or something or other public figure. And then, like, maybe a day or two later, they'll get a phone call uh, from somebody and it'll be like, hey, we saw what you tweeted. Delete it now and i've always thought that that was bullshit i always thought that they were like either like some some fan of that politician or maybe like a member of their staff or something decided to to look up the the person on on spokio or something got their phone number and gave him a call just to to kind of shut him up um but it uh Turns out, through some reporting here uh, from Bloomberg, uh, no, no, it's probably legit. Uh, The Department of Homeland Security uh, has indeed been watching Twitter, and uh, in a specific circumstance, a woman living in North Texas received a home visit from a DHS agent after posting a tweet, burn every fucking government building down right the fuck now, slaughter them all, Fuck you, goddamn pigs. Uh, The tweet was later deleted, obviously, because uh, she received, uh, what did they call it, a uh, knock and talk. Uh, And considering they have a name for that, that's fucked up in my mind. Yeah, Um, it sure is looking dystopian out there. Just a little bit. Uh, It apparently took them six days before they came to her door. Uh, with a letter from Joshua Henry, a DHS special agent at the threat management branch. Uh, Quote, you are advised to cease and desist in any conduct deemed harassing slash threatening in nature when communication to or about the federal government. The letter said, "Uh, failure to comply with this request could result in the filing of criminal charges. Uh, The... Freedom of Information Act request central to Wednesday's Bloomberg article filed by reporter Jack Gillum was specifically for the email communications of the DHS official that showed up at Walker's door. 
and the resulting messages confirm that federal agents went back and forth discussing the contents of Walker's social media. One agent noted, quote, her social media is flowing with threatening and inappropriate comments toward the federal facilities and police. Other officials expressed that Walker deserved a knock and talk. So, yeah, it seems that... Uh, the government, if you say enough mean things about them online, will send somebody to your door to scare you uh, into shutting up. Um, I believe it, that's called terrorism. Uh, in some circles, yeah. Uh, notably, Walker's Twitter ha handle is at Budweiser Breath, which, all right, that's stay classy, Texas. Uh, but that doesn't contain her legal name, nor does her account profile display any other clear identifying information other than a general location in Dallas, Texas. Uh, it is not yet clear how the DHS tracked Walker down. Of course, the answer is, it's the government. They know everything about you. Hey, they, 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 I've seen the programs that they use. They could set up a camera, and in that corner, they can get a, a pretty good generalization of who someone is and what their plan is. Plan not, in like their their schedule not to mention like so it took them six days they did not subpoena twitter in that time probably because they didn't have to uh this is this kind of comes back to why i keep talking about privacy on the internet on this show and how like stuff that seems really minor like whether or not to give out your phone number uh, to a new service just to sign up for it. Uh, it. A lot of that stuff seems like it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. But the fact of the matter is you can combine these seemingly minor things together to build a profile on somebody that turns into a huge database where you can tell reasonably where somebody is at any given time, what their favorite things are, and like where they work all of that shit. Uh, it's amazing how much information you can get out of even a small amount of data. There was an article I saw a few, I think it was probably a couple months ago now, but someone was able to uh, put together an AI that could reasonably determine which room of uh, a house that someone was in just based on the proximity sensor on the front of their phone. That's dope. Yeah. For terrifying, you know, it, like, absolutely. Uh, oh God, kind of dope. <laughs> so, like, in with the kind of resources that the government has, particularly the Department of Homeland Security, which essentially gets a blank check every year, like, you can't really be surprised by this sort of thing, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't also be pretty pissed off that the government's like, no, you can't be mean. And I, I get the, the logic of like, well, she's being actually threatening. And it's like, well, maybe they deserve to be threatened. I'm just, just, just putting it out there. Right. We have a right to protest. And, you know, what, what does protest look like if not like holding people responsible, which is, I think, what this whole goddamn situation is about. Right. How dense can you be? That's uh, that's just the way things are now here in in America, the land of the free. As long as you cooperate, it sure is. Get the fuck out of the United States o'clock, isn't it? I think it has been for for quite a while. Yeah, especially it, to fall out of this whole thing. This fucking midterm is probably going to uh, going to make things even worse over the next couple of years. I can't wait. At least I live in a state where my vote doesn't matter.
Yeah. Uh, so, do, speaking do you of like people Fable? that don't matter, eh? Console I, I players. Do just want, I, I do just want to say one thing. Oh, quick. Uh, okay. I, I can't like obviously say opinions on this because apparently that'll get you a knock and talk. But <laughs> there is there is a, a post on this article that says. Uh, just another day in the fascist police state. Fuck cops, fuck the government, fuck Republicans, fuck Democrats, fuck the FBI, fuck the CIA, fuck the DHS. The sooner this system is destroyed, the better off we'll all be. I'm not saying that. I'm just reporting that somebody said that in the comments. Big fucking mood, though. Big mood. <laughs> like, hell yeah, and brother. If you're, if you're upset about any of those things, just wait until you hear what we talk about next. <laughs> Bro, have, have you ever played a video game and been like, man... I wish I could play this video game with my friends on a different console. I know back in the days of playing like Halo 2, I wished I could play on a PC with my friends. Yeah. The thing is, we live in the future now, and that's an option. Except it's not always the best option. No. And it turns out, for some people, it's not even an option. Uh, in this case, Xbox and PC players cannot disable crossplay in Modern Warfare 2. Which the is fuck? something that I know for a fact previous editions have let you do. So what the fuck happened? Most games will let you do this. Uh, the one game that has multiplayer with consoles that I play on any kind of semi-regular basis is Dead by Daylight. And that has been a feature since crossplay was implemented. But so we are uh, reporting this from an article that Eurogamer posted. Please feel free to read that in your own time. But it states that Xbox and PC players have found that their ability to disable crossplay in Modern Warfare 2 has disappeared. The crossplay toggle, which allows players to choose whether they matchmake with players from other platforms or just the one that they are on, is no longer an option. Console players tend to disable crossplay to avoid matchmaking against PC players while using the keyboard and mouse, or, you know, they might be hacking. But on the flip side, PC players may also wish to avoid console players who have aim assist. I know, for example, a friend of the podcast, uh, acquaintance of the show, Reeton, Hates playing with people on console or using controller in general because aim assist is bullshit. Yeah. And likewise, I really wouldn't want to play with PC players if I was on console because I'm already not good at shooters. I don't need to be playing with people who are on superior input methods. And like. I, hmm? go on. I, but, I do think at a certain point, the type of game that you're playing vastly determines how applicable this is. Yeah. And yeah, for shooters, if you're playing with someone on a mouse and keyboard, like, and there's a sniper on the map, you fucked. Yeah. You're not going to be able to match that level of precision. It's it's just a, a limitation of the hardware. Like, uh, so w one of my favorite examples of mouse and keyboard versus console players uh, was Unreal Tournament 3 on PS3. Mm -hmm. Because that was the first game I knew of that allowed you to use mouse and keyboard on the console. Uh, but even that game had input-based matchmaking where you could disable matchmaking with people who were using a different input method. So if you were playing on controller and didn't want to play against people who were on mouse and keyboard, you didn't have to and vice versa. So I like, I don't know why you wouldn't at least offer that. And then according to this article, that was a previous option in modern warfare 2019, Correct. but inexplicably missing now i guess because they prioritized the playstation side of things because apparently ps5 players they do have the ability to toggle uh whether or not they do cross play but 
for PC and Xbox players, Xbox has a workaround where you can disable crossplay in the actual Xbox OS. Like but, at the system level, yeah. Yeah, but the the PC side, you don't really get a choice. Maybe you could do some some kind of DNS fuckery, but shouldn't have to, honestly. Right, that should That's... just be an option. This seems like a pretty massive breach of uh, the user experience. Whoever that is doing their team, the fucked up. Yeah, like I, this, <laughs> like there's no way that they're operating on like totally different code bases or anything. Somebody had to explicitly take away this functionality on the other versions. So I, I don't, I don't know what the logic is there. It's just so you weird. Could play on your your PlayStation and your nice clean sandbox, or you could play in the community sandbox with the rest. <laughs> I, I do wonder if if and like that's the most obvious conspiracy theory, right? That that Sony was like, "Hey guys, why don't you just uh, you know take a take take that out?" Because Sony's kind of been in Activision's pocket for a little while in terms of the modern warfare games. They're in the pocket of big game, big yeah. Sony. Uh. I thought there was something else I was going to mention, but I can't, I can't remember what it was. I don't think it really matters. I, I guess on, on that note, do you like color, Aroa? Colors are pretty. Do, do you like, like, sometimes drawing and, like, having colors in your drawings? Yeah, I mean, you know, if I open up something like Adobe Photoshop, I like to have options for which colors I use, usually. It's... It seems like a full palette would be like, I don't know, the minimum of the expected requirements, right? Yeah, like it'd be kind of weird if I opened up a Photoshop document and it was it, it popped up an error that was like, hey, you haven't bought the rights to use certain colors in this file. Uh, yeah, it, you need to give us nine ninety nine, or uh, we're just gonna black out your photo. Yeah, that um. That seems that'd, that'd like be a, borderline... a shitty dystopian future. Yeah, I was like, I was gonna say it's kind of like borderline dystopian, like a like something that somebody would do in like a like a Saturday Night Live sketch or something. It's Disney evil. Yeah, it really is. Well, dream no more because this shitty future is what we now live in. Ah, yes, I see here, uh, Pantone a company which apparently owns the copyright on fucking colors, uh, has decided to not renew some contract that they had with Adobe, I guess? I guess. That's what it seems like. It. it I don't know enough of the law to be like, how do you prove you made color? <laughs> is it a new color? Do you have prisms? Are you bending light? Like, this is the most fucking bizarre thing to me. Uh, so, according to Pantone, uh, the two companies started working together in the 1990s, but, quote, since 2010, the Pantone color libraries within Adobe's apps have not been updated. Unquote. This apparently means that they're, quote, significantly out of date and missing hundreds of new Pantone colors. Unquote. And the article says, yes, the company capitalizes color, which, yeah, they did. Uh, they this company is apparently under the impression they are the apple of color, which like this is absurd, possibly even more 
than to the degree that uh like music uh litigation is in some cases uh not always but i've seen lawsuits where like a musician will sue another one because like your song contained this chord progression and i'm sorry you can't just like you can't say you came up with the idea of putting five random notes in a particular order that just doesn't make any sense to me no 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 queen and bowie they go da 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 my client, Mister Mister Ice, here goes da 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 da. Totally different. Totally, one hundred percent different. And similar to that, how there is there is literally a finite number of ways that you can combine various notes in music. There are only so many different ways you can light up pixels on a fucking screen or combine physical color dyes together to create different colors. I don't see the logic in how one can either copyright or trademark or patent i'm assuming it's a patent uh on on these fucking colors like very specific colors and mind you these just look like any other fucking colors like they they have a picture from pantone here and it's like oh look here's a range of periwinkles and like here's a range of kind of light blue i guess sort of color like why the fuck would i pay for color and let alone why would i pay 21 dollars a month Ooh. Ooh, that's steep that's so that's more than what it costs just to get the adobe suite if you pay for a yearly contract Paying that, for Adobe, <laughs> well, you know, uh, like that's funny. That's fucking unbelievable. Like, and the the shitty thing is that people will inevitably pay for this because they'll have to, and and you'll particularly have to because, as we were saying at the beginning of this, if you open a PSD file, a Photoshop file that contains these particular colors the application will give you an error that says hey uh sorry you've got some pantone colors in here that you don't have a license for and we, we're not paying for it anymore so we're just gonna make all of those turn into black and it's like oh okay cool thanks that's um, also just the worst way of going about handling this yeah hey, give us money or we're gonna destroy your work fuck you <laughs> i'm i'm assuming uh, cause like I'm, I've never gotten, gotten into actual artistry of any sort and I don't do like color correcting or anything. I'm assuming that these Pantone colors are like standardized colors and within Adobe applications, you can like open a window that is Pantone colors and you can like pick those and that's how it's determining it. It's not like doing some ridiculous shit where it's like the hex value of this color is very similar to a Pantone color. We're making that black now. You have to change the color. Uh, it, they don't really describe how it goes about any of that, but I'm assuming that that's what it is. Uh, because this mentions that Pantone colors are stored as ACB files. Uh, and it gives you like some kind of palette to work with from within the Adobe application. Um, 
this is also oh. not just affecting Photoshop. It is it is everything. It's uh, Illustrator. It's Adobe Suite, right? Yeah, everything. I, Creative Cloud. That almost makes it sound like they're paying for the palette. Like this is a pre-selected color like grouping. Well, like if I just go on my computer and tell it to you know print out FFOOFF or you know whatever, and it's like, sorry, somebody else owns that color registration. Yeah, I I wonder if that's how they get away with it. If they're saying like, no, it obviously we don't own the color we own the grouping of color it still doesn't make any sense to me but like maybe i think that may be kind of what the the problem here is is that adobe had had these colors just kind of built into their application for the last uh, fucking 30 years almost uh and so like they i guess went with with telling adobe hey uh take take them out get them out unless you want to pay us a bunch of money and yeah i just think that's fucking stupid what's what's incredible too to me is that you could feasibly open any of any photoshop file at least one that's old enough with an older version of photoshop uh and then convert that file to some format that could be opened in a different photo editing application and work around this issue, like change the color by just a little tiny bit, or, or even I, I bet you could uh, use like the what do you call it, the eyedropper tool, and just clone the color, and yeah. just not select make, the specific thing. In make the, your in own the palette. palette by just yeah. copying the colors of the palette. <laughs> I just I can't believe we're in a world now where you have to pirate colors. Right. It's, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it, Aroha. I don't I like this. I told the future would be cool, but it sucks. It's just subscription-based everything, including vision. Color. Like, it... it <laughs> actually, I think I, I, saw, I saw a comment that was, like, uh, making a joke about it. I don't know if it was this or if it was something else about how, like, luckily I could afford to upgrade my cyber eyes so that i could see traffic light colors <laughs> like yeah I, that's coming here's what i'm going to do i'm looking at a full desk of colors here because i myself am a miniature paint hewer it's not quite the same but i'm, I'm going to take some blue here some light blue and i'm going to take a little bit of purple there i just made a pantone fuck you give me money cops are on their way oh no the art police <laughs> They're going to send me to jail where I have to make art inside of lattes. No shit. I bet this is enough to push some people to use other software that just doesn't give a shit. If this is the future, I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> hey, five years ago, Facebook was a, I'm not going to say a great company, but it certainly was like a big name in the tech industry. And now it like sucks. Meta how much money? The drain. How much money did they lose over the last few days? Isn't it like twenty million or something ridiculous like that? Uh, I, I want to say it was like seventy billion. Oh my god, that's a lot of yeah. And that's I mean that's all I need to say is like oh you can sorry, be on the top of the market and then plunder. How about I was I was off by a zero. Seven hundred billion dollars. Oh my god. So, yeah, it just goes to show you, you could be, like, top of the market and a couple of bad decisions can fling you to the bottom. Adobe, listen to, look at what you're doing. 
be self-aware. And <laughs> like, I don't know what the best way of going about this, like paying the license or just being like, we're just not going to support your palettes anymore. Maybe that's the right option. I think that's the right option. If if Adobe wasn't such a piece of shit company, that would have been the answer. Would have been like, look, okay, fine. You can you can take away the palettes, but like we're just not going to allow anyone to use your palettes. Right. Or, okay, and now here is the open source alternative. It's colors on a on a on a skew. Yeah. What are you going to do? Say you own color, which apparently <laughs> is where we're at in the world now. Like Fuck. it According to this article, with the with the image they're using as the header, I could just, I could probably just scan a page of this book and then use the eyedropper tool on it and get the same effect. And it's here's, like, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna turn flux on to like 0.1 percent. Bam! I just invented a whole new color palette. <laughs> That's mine. It's my colors. Ain't nobody use those colors. Got to give me a nickel if you want to use those colors. So that sucks. Yeah, it's dumb. You know what else is dumb? Is trying to get your hands on a GPU for like the last decade or so. Okay, it hasn't been that bad. For okay, like not the last that three long. Three to five man. years or so. Yeah. I know. I, I corrected myself. I apologized. <laughs> and I you know that time me. is an enigma now. Yeah, I, I was just talking to someone else about that. I'm still waiting for 2019 to end in my head. Right. <laughs> There's like definitely some arrested development going on here, and I don't know how to make it better. I'm turning just, 30 in two months. Normal. I know, man. Just, let's just <laughs> scream into the void together. <laughs> uh, uh, right. What were we talking about? Uh, um, yeah, overpriced bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you've tried to get a GPU in the last, I don't know, like three last years or so, it's been pretty difficult. Uh, as we talked about, I think at the beginning of the podcast, we may or may not have been recording, GPU prices have been ridiculous, and now they're finally calming down. Which is just in time for NVIDIA to get ready to announce, quite potentially, a new series of RTX cards. Yeah. And according to a article posted by Digital Trends, that's bad for new gamers. Yeah, um, so I, I posted this article... And I guess the, the news is interesting on some degree, because or to some degree, rather. English words, native speaker me. Um, it's interesting because it's indicative that NVIDIA is kind of moving forward and like, wow, big surprise, they're, they're going to release more cards after the 4090. That's not going to be their last graphics card. Uh, but it indicates that probably sales of the 4090 aren't fantastic and it's like on the one hand oh that kind of sucks for nvidia right but also it's a 1600 dollars fucking card of course the sales aren't that great and yeah that was kind of my feeling looking at this article and and just on the very concept of like, well, that's bad news for gamers because they're not going to be able to get the card for, you know, it's MSRP of twice the price of a graphics card four years ago. Like I could get a fancy graphics card or I could buy a used car. Yeah. Hmm. Like I I got my 1080 um, and I want to say it was like 750, maybe somewhere around that. And like that was the top of the line when that was around. Now, the with the with the freaking forty ninety being sixteen hundred dollars, like it, it's no wonder 
you know, that, that NVIDIA would want to scale down on this, probably no one's buying them or they know that whatever sales they've, that they're going to get, they've gotten. And they're going to lower production of the 4090 and probably increase production of more affordable cards like the 4080 and the inevitable rebranding of the 12 gigabyte 4080 that will be turned into the 4070 Ti or whatever. And like, it'll be 899. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't understand how short-sighted one has to be to go, well, well, poor gamers, they can't spend, like, <laughs> their entire monthly income on a graphics card anymore because NVIDIA is going to artificially create a, a shortage. It's like, no, it's that's not, that's not the real concern here. The concern here is that NVIDIA was either... Either is it is it pride is it is it naivete I don't know they thought Probably that a little people... bit of pedigree yeah it, there you go that's it pedigree uh, Nvidia had the pedigree to to fucking come out and be like yes you will buy our our graphics card which cost as much as two graphics cards several years ago and you will like it because it has a, like a fifty percent performance increase over the card we released last year like. And that that's cool. It's it is a really good graphics card. It fucking devours power. It's remarkably yeah. inefficient. But it might set your computer on fire. Yeah, and there are signs that like it'll fucking set your house on fire. But hey, hey, uh, winter's coming up. You gotta stay warm at night. Yeah, yeah. See, and you kill two birds with one stone, and like well, your entire family. With the family, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the videos are revealing their plans, and then. Like there's a part of that like agreement of using their card where where they if if everyone you know they get everything in the will and that just feeds the RTX machine. <laughs> uh, ridiculous. It yeah. It this whole situation is rather ridiculous. I uh don't I don't understand why you would you would take what your takeaway from this is. Oh no, no one's going to be able to buy a forty ninety at MSRP. And it's not that NVIDIA knows that they fucked up, or at least that no one is going to want to pay that much money for any graphics card. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, assuming that the next series is like the 50X or whatever, that would make sense. I wouldn't be surprised if they released a more market-friendly version, like, you know, 5060 or something like that, and they tried to push like 5060, 5070, maybe even 5080 sales. They're still going to make the 5080, 5090 Ti, the Titan, the, you know, whatever. But maybe they're going to turn around and try to get more GPUs and more computers. Especially now that they're not working with uh, EVGA. Yeah, I I see the GPU market going the route of uh, we need to get people to upgrade no matter what <laughs> what we have to do. And yeah, they'll they'll put out more budget-friendly versions of of these cards that uh, will not have fantastic performance, but it'll be good enough for most people. Because like like I said, my 1080 is fine, and we've already seen with the Steam Deck that like even with all things considered, kind of out of date hardware, most games run just fine. I don't remember if I mentioned this or not. Uh, Cyberpunk on Steam Deck runs surprisingly well. I was blown away. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember that whenever it had first launched, that like 
cyberpunk was one of the first big wow kind of moments was that it, it worked pretty okay considering what hardware it was running on and like uh the current gen of consoles they're already starting to kind of show their <laughs> their limits and games aren't going to do any more than what current gen consoles can do so like that's just kind of the state of things people aren't going to want to spend way too fucking much money on these overpowered cards that according to this other article i'm looking at can pull upwards of uh 1500 watts all on their own which uh, jesus fucking christ uh that's a lot of power that's so much power that's like what a freaking washing machine pulls jesus so yeah um and fuck you nvidia fuck the video yeah it they're not even really be, at fault in this situation just fuck them right that, that being said it's a great product i, I love my 3070 <laughs> great uh i i would like to see a little little to, to, to hit the get hit the brakes a little bit on like the expectations of how frequently people are upgrading maybe let the technology cook a little more make bigger bounds and leaps in these upgrade phases but i i get i get it you're a business you got to move product I would I would like to see them kind of move to more of a TikTok kind of release, uh, like what uh, Intel did for a little while. I'd like to see them like do this year. It's the enthusiast cards where you get the forty eighty and the or you know the fifty eighty and the fifty ninety, and then the following year here's the fifty sixty and the fifty seventy for normies. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. I. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm, I unfortunately am budgeted for the normie crowd there and I'd hate to wait, but it would put a little bit of a stopgap on how frequently they expect people to update cards. It also gives developers a little bit of a chance to like chill on how hard they're pushing stuff, you know? Yeah. And that, uh, Apple is in a similar position where they are suddenly learning that, oh, people don't want to buy new iPhones every year anymore. Uh, because they, they similarly had a report come out that like, oh, uh, the iPhone 14 Pro isn't selling all that well and Apple is slowing down production of their devices. And it's like, yep, go fucking figure. <laughs> like, no one wants to spend $1,500 on a phone that really doesn't do anything that their current phone can't. But its OS hasn't been slowed down by updates yet. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck you, Apple. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck them too. Fuck Man, this hasn't everyone. been a good day for like being happy. This is bringing out the worst in tech. Yeah, it's uh, it just everything in general is uh is pretty bad lately. Um, and I have, I have no positive remarks to uh, try to make anything sound better because like. I, what do you what else what else are we gonna do what where else can we go are you gonna go with amd you're gonna get an amd graphics card yeah okay yeah you have fun no, with that i'm not getting an amd i i thought maybe now that i got an amd cpu maybe it but no i'm, I'm gonna stick with I'm, I'm gonna stick with nvidia yeah and you are too you know it oh yeah oh absolutely yeah i don't i don't want amd still needs to prove to me that they can make a graphics card worth buying and uh, they have yet to do that. So, 
Well, maybe when the next GeForce card is uh, $2,900, <laughs> maybe we could re readdress the topic. But until then, um, speaking of things being pricey, it's I don't have like an article to bring up, but I am just noticing a, a bit of a, a stinky trend out here. Um, games have been, like, when I say games, I mean like recent releases of like, you know, Q3 and on, have been really bad. And they're asking a lot of money for them. Yeah. The two examples that I have to analyze here as I bring this up are the remake of Saints Row and the new re-release Gotham Knights. Both of which are bad. They're bad. <laughs> Is have Gotham Knights Saints bad? Row? I, I haven't Gotham played... Is really bad. I haven't played Saints Row, but I've watched enough content on it to know that somehow... It's not done. Well, yeah, somehow they, they managed to put out like a beta version of Saints Row 3 and said that it was the new Saints Row. Um, so I, I just, I don't know what the hell happened there. Uh, Gotham Knights just, I don't know, from what I've seen of it, it didn't look bad. It just looked like, yep, it's another Arkham game, all right, but this time Batman's dead or whatever. Batman's got friends, and yeah, it's it's not done. I also haven't purchased the game, but from what I've seen, just being a, a superhero fan in general, this one needs to, to go back in the oven because it's not ready to be consumed. Mm -hmm. well, that's that's unfortunate. So, if uh, so Especially if you paid, you know, $70 for these fucking things. There was a post that I think Microsoft said recently where they were claiming that video games are mostly recession-proof. You know, they sell great and... I could see that changing real fast if this is the standard that people are bringing. Well, and the thing thing with that is they we're we're still whether or not we've said it, we're talking about the AAA market, right? That like yeah, spe specifically the people who have the audacity to charge seventy bucks for a a brand new video game. Yeah, and like I I'm looking at the global top sellers on Steam and. Really, while a lot of these are AAA titles, uh, there's still shit like The Forest and RimWorld. Uh, even, you know, it, like we would call, we would call uh, Resident Evil Village like like AAA, but like the game's a little older now, and it's only like forty bucks. You know, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is fifty percent off right now, and like people are obviously going to be flocking to that. But like uh Dead by Daylight's on here. Uh Rust is on here. And then a ton of free to play games. There really aren't that many on here that are recent AAA titles sitting at the top of the of the Steam sales charts. Like a lot of it is is free to play shit with the exception of like Call of Duty and FIFA almost everything else in here is older and on sale. So I, I think you're, you're right that the market is kind of moving in that direction of, of people don't want to spend full price on a brand new game, especially one that just isn't that good. Uh, Gotham Knights sits here lower than dying light. The uh -huh. original dying light. That's not a good sign. Is it? No, like it's fighting with Cult of the Lamb for its for its spot, and like Cult of the Lamb's a few months old now. So it, like it it should be where it is. 
And this is greedy superheroes. Greedy superheroes, they sell themselves practically. They're supposed to. Like, Spider-Man is in the top 15 or so, but it's also 20% off right now. So is that just because it's 20% off or is it because it's that good of a game? I don't know. I know it is a pretty pretty decent game and like you said earlier it is a very pretty game but like yeah i just i think you're right that people don't really want this shit they don't don't, they're not going to put up with it we people have been getting burned by the triple a industry for years now and i'm glad to see that maybe the mainstream is finally catching up with people who actually pay attention to things anyone who says they need to pay seventy dollars for a a good time with the video game i have three words to say to them base station 13 (laughs) made in 2006 free to play easily the most complex slash most possible fun i've ever seen in a video game if you support a game people will play it I'm sure just like through donations alone, that game has probably made more than some franchises do in their entire lifetime. Yeah. And it's it's not by making it $70 a pop for a half-finished project. It's making a game that somebody wanted to make, and that, that one specifically has a little bit of a history to it that's not relevant here. But like, it just goes to show you don't need to treat your users as an ends to a mean. Like, at least these games aren't, slot machines we're getting in a step in the right direction in that way but now well, instead of you know come back and spend 2.99 each week it's fuck you give me 70 bucks here's the start of a game yeah and you know part part of that though is you still have a lot of triple a games that are gonna have fucking loot boxes included in them and uh like because uh, F- i said fifa is still in like the top 10 on steam in spite of the fact that it has miserably poor reviews and has fucking loot boxes in it i guarantee it does because that all of the ea sports games have fucking loot boxes in them i don't Uh, even know what what do you get out of an ea loot box do you do you have to get the moves you use in a football it is Do do you buy special costumes or something it's the fantasy team Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you you get uh, players for your fantasy team in the form of cards. And so you buy card packs. Uh, I know that's how it works in Madden, and I'm pretty sure that's how it works in FIFA. It's the ultimate team. That's what they call it. Dumb. Yeah, really dumb. Yeah, Uh, it's so and, and that's kind of the sad thing, too, with that and like wow what what do you know i'm getting on a tangent but like the sad thing with with that is i don't think it's inherently like a bad idea it's just since it's executed as fucking loot boxes it sucks it's not fun make it so you get a card after you like finish a game or if you win that game maybe you get two cards instead so you're not wasting people's time that sounds like a good feedback loop doesn't it like yeah. people would be incentivized to play the game more and then they'd get rewarded and those rewards would make you want to play the game more. I just made that up. I just pulled that out of my butt. <laughs> yeah, if only if only you I don't know, like got got things in games for playing the game instead of for inserting your credit card 
Yeah, who 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 could have possibly thought of thought of that? Thought of I don't know. You remember, this isn't you remember a new thing that that is achievements game through a thing? I I still love achievements. I that's one of the reasons I love my Steam Deck is I get achievements on my portable Game Boy. <laughs> it's just like I, that was that was a good addition that that modern gaming added and now we've commodified all of that bullshit uh the assassin's creed game that i'm playing right now the ui is obnoxiously like hey you could buy a pass and get 200 percent more coins for the next hour and it's just every time it comes up i'm like fuck you i don't like that this is what gaming is oh yeah yeah well uh i was talking to a guy at work about shadow of war recently <laughs> and i told him that like even after they took out all the microtransactions, the game was designed from the ground up to make you want to buy microtransactions. And so yep. the game was ruined by that. Because after I got through the first eight hours and realized that the next step of the game is to start over and do everything again, I stopped playing. Cause Same with me. Like why I, I already essentially just played through a sequence of events that was shadow of mordor again and now you're expecting me to do this what like five more fucking times i'm not going to sit here for 60 hours and play the same game over and over not whenever it has such an unsatisfying feedback loop why instead of playing a video game you just give us 20 dollars, and then you don't have to play the game anymore until next month and you'll give us another 20 bucks and then you won't have to play the game again and then Who, who's designing that like, meanwhile, you have Vampire Survivors, which is five bucks, and I actually have put 66 hours into because of exactly what you just said, where you just play the fucking game and unlock and discover new cool shit that is in the game. And that's it. Like, I, I don't know why that's so difficult. And that's a big part of, I mean, what I'm going to say is going to sound really basic, but that's a big part of why I'm so nostalgic for old games. Yeah. Because they were designed to be fun. I Did... still, like, like I have the old Super Nintendo SimCity on my phone, and sometimes I just play that for a while. It's a blast. It doesn't have to be the newest hardware. It doesn't have to have the flashiest graphics. It has to be fun. Games are forgetting how to do that. Yeah. That's... And it makes me sad. Uh, it, we're... We're just going to have to rely on the indie market to uh, do everything. I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm going to attempt to motivate myself to do a uh, stream either tonight and tomorrow or tomorrow or one or the other, some combination of the next 24 hours. Um, playing a bunch of Ichio games uh, in the horror category. Oh, fuck yeah. I'd watch that. You yeah. should, um post it in the 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 discord and i i might check in if i'm available okay i like i i'm i've just been scrolling through all this and like there are some genuinely like charming little things that people are throwing out here for free or some things that are a little little higher quality and they're like 250 or something and it's i i respect the shit out of this uh hmm. there's actually there's one in particular called the bunny graveyard uh, that there's a demo for here and I'm looking forward to it because it it doesn't look like something that somebody threw together in 15 minutes uh, like, a, like a lot of, of these games do uh, 
it looks thought out it looks well put together and i guarantee it's going to end up being like 10 bucks and if it's fun then that that's fantastic it's probably going to be better than almost everything that has come out from ea and activision over the last year or even it's like three years it be worse than say a saint row or a gotham knights no you might even enjoy yourself right so yeah i just i i really like that the indie market is what it is and i think we need to we need to remember also that places like itch.io exist because yeah. like they they're doing game jams constantly uh they're always doing like bundles where you get a ton of games and support a charity or some other big thing uh i think that's great and steam never does anything like that and i think uh i think that's important anyway getting distracted i'm jumping all over the place that's we've been here an hour and 15 minutes so i i hope you enjoy those games i hope you listener enjoyed listening to two almost middle-aged white men talk about their love of old video games and everything uh, that's wrong with technology entertainment the government we talked about all sorts of stuff that makes us uh makes us sour um, <laughs> why would you listen to this it's depressing <laughs> That being said, thank you for your time. Thank you for showing here. We will be back next week on episode, I don't know, like 375 or something like that. I wasn't paying the, attention. Of the, the yeah, of the, of the Read and Entertainment podcast. Goodbye, everyone. All right. Bye.